Time now for Real Estate with Mariah and Spence on 1430 KYKN. Now, here's their host, Warren Franklin. Welcome to Real Estate with Mariah and Spence. We have another great show lined up today. You're always welcome to call Mariah or Spence at the Vetris Crawford Realty Group to discuss anything about real estate. Their number is 503-507-3666. And let's get the show started. And today, I never thought we'd talk about this. This is a really pretty cool subject, I think, in a lot of ways, because I never would have really thought about it. But mistakes to avoid during escrow. Yeah, today's show is all about the escrow process. These are things um, that we're going to share are things that you are not going to want to do, mistakes you're going to want to make, things you're going to want to know up front before you get into that process. So um, if you're someone who is about to be house hunting or you're wanting to be a home buyer or even seller that you know this could these definitely could go both ways a lot of them are more buyer specific but could be applied to both um you're going to want to listen in all the way through because this is um what you want to know about the process after your offer is accepted yeah and maybe after the show you're going to understand why it might be most important uh to work with the real estate professionals advice on maybe who you want to set up escrow with but it's not the end of the story if the seller's agent wants to use their representation with their um, escrow company because at the end of the day they all basically kind of do the same thing Um, I prefer just to have common boundary and relationship with my escrow officer because I have so many transactions already open with them a it helps me with organization and I've already had workable experiences with them that get you to the closing table get your name signed so you become a new homeowner So before we get into all these mistakes you want to avoid, we have a couple of viewer questions that have been asked to us and we we're going to just answer them real quick off the top of our head. Spencer hasn't even looked at these. We haven't thought about it at all. So um, let's see what these questions are. Kaylee asks, what is your number one tip for someone buying a home? In number this one, market, that's a lot of pressure, like the number one tip. Well, in this market, you have to be approachable, but coachable. I heard this yeah. two weeks ago. I was talking with an ex-principal broker of my mine, Sue Kurths. Thank you. Giving you a shout out on air. Um, she, we, we were just discussing like what's going on in today's market listing wise and, and um, buyer wise and how are we getting the business and how are we getting the business closed um, in a big word that she actually brought up and it was relating to other markets, which now we're having to use in today's market is how coachable are your clients on either side, whether you're a seller or a buyer. Um, it's not necessarily doing exactly what you're told by your real estate professional, but the reality is we kind of know what's going to need to happen in order for your goals to become true. Um, you could say, hey, you're just bad at negotiating and that's why you're telling me to do this. No, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. This is the type of market we're in. Negotiations can happen, but what are we going to do to make the goal happen to get you a home? How bad do you want it? Are you coachable in the stance of writing an offer? Are you coachable in the stance of listing your home at a certain price? It might not look like the price you want, but at the end of the day, you're going to get the price you want because of how coachable you are Mm -hmm. in in using us as your representation. 
And that all comes down to, I feel like if you're a buyer listening to that and you're going to be coachable, then you really need to be trusting your agent. So you need to be working with an agent whose expertise you can trust because otherwise, like if putting myself in a buyer's shoes, I wouldn't want to be coachable if I didn't trust them. All right, so you brought up a thing I want to ask and that is how, how can you find a real estate agent you know you can trust? That, that's a really good question. A lot of people Google it. I use YouTube often. And here's a, a really cool note. The woman next to me named Mariah is a relocation <laughs> specialist. But also, if you just Google her name, Mariah Vetris, plenty Crawford. and many pages, Mariah Vetris Crawford, many pages are going to come up um, directing to her website, her YouTube pages, and how much of a professional she is for this area. Because I can tell you what, off personal experience, working with my first transaction with her, never being a realtor, she was my realtor, um, she just knew the process in and out, and that is why you hire her and you want to choose her. So Google her name, Mariah Vetris Crawford. See what comes up. Um, because you will get Salem, Oregon. You will get Mid Willamette Valley Specialist. And that is how you're going to search and, and find your best real estate agent. Well, <laughs> to Google me. You're blushing, I like Mariah. Your, question, your answer there. Thank you. Hey. So to go along with that, though, I think um, that I guess for my answer to the question, what's your number one piece of advice for someone buying a home is to listen to things like this that you're listening to right now. There's so many um, different types of educational content, videos, podcasts, whatever out there online. And I think just educating yourself on the process and what to expect is going to make things so much smoother. And if something comes up and it's really worrisome to you maybe you'll realize like it's not that big of a deal because you were educated on it and you know you know what i mean like if you don't know then what it is then you might think it's a bigger deal than it is and you might get stressed out so i just think educating yourself obviously you don't need to know everything your your agent is an expert and they'll be there to give you advice and answer your questions but if you have at least an understanding of the process it's going to help for sure and, and that's why like i've always wondered how do these agents that are discount brokers or even online brokers that have, you have never met, they're virtual agents, yeah. how do they actually work for you? Because the word trust is so big in one of the biggest transactions you will ever have in your life. And if you're worried about 0.25% in a commission split, um, you know, sometimes it comes back to the agent you're talking to and you're saying, man, are you really not worth that extra $700? You know, like if you don't trust me this much, then maybe, you know, we weren't the right fit. Something like that, because I know our value, our worth, and I know how we have done it time after time, getting our clients more and more money um, through this whole process, buyers and sellers. Yeah. And let's not even start talking about discount brokers because we've had some well i'm working crazy through it right experiences now experiences where we've even bought you know like a house and it should have sold for more because it was listed with a discount broker it wasn't just a lot of things that yeah you don't want to go with one so mm-hmm. all right well let's take a quick break i want to remind you you can always get in touch with Marian spence at the veteran crawford realty group by calling this number 503-507-3666. That number again, 503-507-3666. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Estate with Mariah and Spence on 1430 KYKN. Here's their host, Warren Franklin. We're back with Mariah and Spence with the Vetris Crawford Realty Group. You can contact them at 503-507-3666. 
And now we're going to get into the conversation of mistakes to avoid during escrow. All right. So before we get into these mistakes, we have just one more viewer question question to answer. If you have any real estate questions, send them our way. Um, okay. So it's kind of a long question. So I'm just going to read through it and then we can break it down and answer whatever specific things are in it. But Lydia asks, my husband and I are thinking seriously about the home buying process and are hoping we can buy a home around next February or around February of this next year. We are wondering when slash how to get started on that. We have considered meeting with a lender, but also don't know when they pull credit. Credit, it's only good for 90 days. We're wondering if this is something we should wait to do as we've recently entered another year lease on our apartment, which expires in February next of next year. Um, this way we can work to save a bit more for expenses. What would you recommend we start doing now and in these coming months? I'm not sure how long this process often takes and when exactly to get the ball rolling. So wow. that's that's a really good question. It sounds like you're just confused about like timelines. You don't know how early to start. So what were you, sorry, you were starting to say something. No, I was just, I heard credit and yeah. she's wondering, just to rephrase the question, kind of shorten it up. Yeah. What, what is she She was wondering? wondering, okay, well, so she that part of the question was, should she talk to a lender now or is it going to hurt their credit okay. or... Okay. What should they wait until they're closer? Talk to the lender now. Yes. Um, because 100%. right now, I don't know if you guys have heard this or not, so let's share it out to the Salem Willamette Valley. Um, <laughs> interest rates, they've gone up. Um, I just had a client. We got locked in at a VA home loan. Excellent, excellent um, resources our lender is using right now um, for for state for the state of Oregon uh, VA home loans. It's unbelievable. We got them locked in at like 3.25. That's um, excellent. Excellent, yeah. excellent. So everybody else, they're looking at like mid fours, high fours. And so rates have spiked uh, just recently. And so we haven't seen a dramatic decrease in home sale prices just because the inventory is so low. Um, but talk to your lender now because they could end up getting you pre-approved sooner rather than later. You at least know the ballpark of what you're looking for here in the Salem area. And then you can then make your determination. Do you rent your home? Do you sell your home? What should you do with your lease? Should you break it, pay a fee? What works best for you in your situation? Um, I, you know, it's not, a, it's not a terrible thing to break a lease guys. Um, as long as you're doing it, um, if appropriately, you're it to buy. exactly. Doing it appropriately with your landlord, you're paying the fee, and you just move on. There's a reason contracts are in place. Um, but definitely talk to your lender right now. Uh, in regards to your credit, there are programs that um, you can actually pay for. That that's their job is to help you with your credit. What debts to pay, what debts not to pay. Because we have a lot of clients actually make mistakes. Um, paying off all their debts and then thinking, oh, my credit score just it's going to go up magically. Well, that's sometimes not always the case. There's good debts and there's bad debts. And that's why I'm not the credit professional. I'm not the lending professional. But based off the conversations I've been able to sit in and experiences with our past client, that's why it's going to be most valuable for you to go talk to the lender right now. Give them a call. Yes, I would definitely say if you talk to them right now, you're at least going to get, even if you're not getting pre-qualified yet, you're still going to get an idea in your head of what to expect to, as far as what you'll need down, what the options are, what to be saving for. And if you don't really know any of that at all, then I don't really know how exactly you'll be saving properly and be ready for that when February comes. So I would say definitely 
And this is an out of state out of state client? No, they they're from uh Salem. Okay, they're area. from Salem. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um let's talk about escrow. Th- yes, let's, let's talk about escrow. We gotta get there. <laughs> All right. First mistake to avoid in the escrow process. So um just real quick in case someone lis- listening for some reason doesn't know what escrow means, um, this is what happens after your offer is accepted. This is what happens in between you have an accepted offer and then closing. So this is the in-between time, generally 30 to 60 days or so. Um, and this is that part in between, um, mm-hmm. in between before closing. So um, a big mistake is not getting right on ordering your home inspection and just taking too long to do so because um, time is of the essence when it comes to the contracts and you do have a limited number of days to get your inspections done and I mean you could do them whenever you want but you have a limited amount of days to back out if something happens Um, so you're going to want to contact an inspector and get that ordered as soon as possible. So I would say the day or the day after your offer is accepted. Let's yeah. get on that. Yeah, and generally that's why you're going to be asking us for advice. Okay, cool. We got our offer accepted. Kudos to you. Congratulations. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's generally the response. And I give them the good news. And then the next thing is, now what? Well, mm-hmm. first we're going to want to do earnest money. That's the yeah. number one step in the escrow process. In every contract, usually there's an earnest money of some type, whether it's 1% of the deal, 2,000 bucks, 5,000 bucks, 20,000 bucks. It's up to you in uh, through conversation with your real estate agent, there will be a good value of earnest money we prefer you use. But ultimately, it's up to you. You're just showing you're earnest about the home. You're serious. And this is cash out of the bank, guys. Uh, you're writing a check. You can't hand it in as cash, by the way. I yeah. said cash, but <laughs> you it's, it's your it money. It has to be traced of some way. Yeah. <laughs> and um, that's, that's why your lender is going to help you out on that because they got to track things. <laughs> But your earnest money, then the inspection period, generally 10 to 12 business days, business days with the inspection period. And then we're heading into that appraisal period. Yes. And in all of this, there's the background. And that's what our escrow agent's doing. They're doing the title searches. They're doing the home liens. They're doing the background work, making sure the seller is actually able to sell this home. But then how are we transferring this home into your name as the new owner? And that is what their jobs are for. That is what these escrow fees are for, um, that you do end up paying at closing costs. And that's what closing costs ultimately are, are these escrow fees. Right, you got anything else to jump in? Um, no, that was really good. That actually, well, my next um, mistake was not turning your earnest money in on time. So okay. that is another thing that time is of the essence for um, generally. And that along with the inspection period, it can be changed depending on how the contract is written up. But generally speaking, it's going to be usually about three business days that you'll have to get your earnest money turned in. And... I'm if I'm working with you and you're my buyer client, I will be reminding you mm-hmm. the day or you know probably the day after our offer is accepted, I will be tell, asking you how would you like to turn in your earnest money? And because a lot of my clients do not live in the area and they are in another state um, at this time, I suggest wiring it and the title company handles that. They call you and it's super easy, but 
Do you have lists that you give to people? Is there something that says this is what you can expect when it's? I do. Yeah, I can print those off at our office. Um, But generally, I leave that up to me as my relation with my client, Mm -hmm. that trusting factor, rather than just emailing and putting it all on them. I'm always communicating with, with them, whether it's three times a week, every other day. Clients are always different. Some people just say, hey, tell me the important stuff. Let me work. I'll see you later. And then some clients are like, tell me every little detail. I need to know. I need to know. And so that's our jobs, though, is to understand who we're working with and communicate appropriately that works for you guys. Right. You, because we are representing you. We have to get you to that closing table. Right. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff so far. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Real Estate with Ryan Spence with the Vetris Crawford Realty Group. You can contact them at 503-507-3666. Let me give you that number again. 503-507-3666. We'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back to Real Estate with Mariah and Spence on 1430 KYKN. Here's their host, Warren Franklin. We're back with Mariah and Spence with the Vetris Crawford Realty Group. You can contact them at 503-507-3666. And we're going to continue our conversation about mistakes to avoid during escrow. Another mistake that you um, will would be helpful for you and your sake for a smooth transaction to avoid during escrow is just getting to letting yourself get stressed out over little hiccups in the transaction. And what I mean by this is I understand buying a home can be extremely stressful and it can be a very emotional process. And our goal as your agents is to do the best we can for it to hopefully not be that way for you. And I know in the past I've had home buyers call me freaking out and totally stressed out over something that comes up when I know that the issue is totally solvable and it isn't going to harm the transaction. But of course, they don't know that because they're, they've never done this before or maybe they have, but it's been 10 years and they don't do it all the time. So basically just put your trust in your agent and your lender and your escrow agent and the whole team, um, knowing that they're doing everything that they can behind the scenes to fight for you and solve any issues that come up. Try to not let a, a hiccup that might come up during the escrow process um, get you stressed out because there is a good chance that it's solvable. Usually, if a hiccup comes up, we're able to solve it, no problem. And I also think that that's where educating yourself on the process ahead of time, like you're doing right now if you're listening to this, um, like I mentioned earlier, can just help give you more peace of mind throughout the transaction. And um, if something comes up, it's it would seem to me one the hiccup would be more on the owner's side. Maybe yeah. there was something that happened that there's a lien on the property could, they didn't know be. about right. or something. Could be. Right. Yeah. And, and I was going to mention, generally in real estate transactions, what your main focus is, um, being a buyer, is selecting the right lender. Because if you have the right lending team working on your behalf, um, they're actually going to communicate directly with escrow. And tell them, hey, this is the stuff I need, background checks, that type of stuff for for the home, not personally. Um, But their team is representing you um, accordingly and filing all the correct material they need for your loan to process with that underwriter. And so when people really throw it back on that escrow agent, I kind of have empathy for because their job is, is only a select few things. And yes, sometimes things aren't done in a timely manner. 
And I get that. And that's part of my job throughout the transaction, reminding the escrow agent saying, hey, where are we at on this? Hey, do we have this filed yet? Can I have this information to share with my buyer because they're asking about it? That type of thing. And that that communication is so, so important um, to, to have in a representation with any real estate transaction. Right. Okay, so next you're going to want to not change jobs during the escrow process. Nice. Um, if you were even thinking about this, have a very detailed, in-depth conversation about it with your lender. Um, give them all the details before you do absolutely anything and they can point you in the right direction, but most likely they will say, wait. Can I, can I share a job change story? Sure. Okay. So I had this seller, this is over seven months ago now. So I'm representing the seller. We have this buyer. They sent us a great offer. They competed against like four or five others. We selected their offer. Looks great. Pre-approval underwriter it's already finally there so we get through the inspection period get through the appraisal period everything's groovy we're great it's gravy to just close well underwriter then gives a red flag like two weeks before closing and says hey um we just noticed that the buyer went on a different pay schedule doing the same job rather than it being a um an annual salary they're now working hourly and for whatever reason, that just flagged the whole escrow process with the lending side. Mm. And now the lender, the lender has to restart this whole transaction for whatever reason. And it's all about verification of employment. If you're, if you're wanting to buy a home, you most likely need uh, verification, making sure you have the funds and you qualify for this loan. And in this case, she kept her job. She kept the same job, just changed the pay rates wow. rather than an annual pay to an hourly pay because for whatever reason, she was her, her hours changed and she figured um, she's going to get paid more monthly in this manner, which was important to her, obviously, buying a house. But this little minor change just costed her $7,000 through a two-month period because she set the the seller up they had moving fees they had a mortgage to payment they've already moved out of the house um they just had so many costs and then they allowed us allowed early occupancy and so they were actually getting like a, a rental check monthly until that closed and that's why it could really cost you because ultimately that lender should have told her hey, we got to wait another 30 days for this verification to come in showing your hourly rather than salary, which you stated on your um, lending application. Right. So there's little things you want to catch in the beginning and the good guys are going to definitely be catching those. Right. So don't make any changes unless you talk to them first. Well, a lot of money. Uh, a lot of money yeah. was spent. It was... Yeah. It was I, I started to feel bad. Whatever money she job. was hoping to gain, she lost for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. That's really rough. Um, okay, well, let's just speed through a couple more. Okay. Um, Got 30 seconds. We'll end the show. Let's okay. Do um, don't buy or lease a car when you're in escrow or house hunting. This could drastically change your prequalification. Don't buy new furniture on store credit. Um, and I think that's all. We're going to have time for So if you notice, so, though, a lot of these yeah. come into spending. Uh -huh. Don't be spending yeah. lots or big parts amounts of money when it comes to buying a home. Wait until after you purchase the home to spend the money, get new credit cards, buy a new car, that type of thing. Yeah. 
All sounds really good to me. Be careful, be safe, and uh, be smart. All of that. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to Mariah and Spence on 1430 KYKN. Join us next Saturday at 9.30 a.m. for Real Estate with Mariah and Spence. You can contact Ryan Spence at the Betris Crawford Realty Group at 503-507-3666. That's 503-507-3666. You've been listening to Real Estate with Mariah and Spence right here on 1430 KYKN. Salem is listening.